What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer. Uh, we will be your tour guides today, so buckle up, keep your arms and legs in at all times, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Hi, babe. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Do you sit and wonder what I'm going to say? <laughs> no, I totally, I already know what you're going to say, darling. I'm psychic. Um, <laughs> really? You knew I was no, going to say that today? Yeah, I did. I did, honestly. Um, but yeah, I really did. Isn't that funny? Anyways, um, but yeah, welcome to the show. We have been doing a whole series called Blow Some Shit Up, and quite frankly, we are really, sec- we're kind of rethinking our decision about that, <laughs> like <laughs> about um, eight weeks of let's blow some shit up, because you guys, we're effing tired. We're so tired, <laughs> and we have been clearing and blowing so much stuff up, I'm like not even kidding you, so um Today, like, you know, we're in the middle of, like, I'm like, what is our show even on today? You know, we don't even know at this point because we're in so much deconstruct. So we pull up the copy, and it's called Let's Kill Holiers in That One. And then it's like, what? Like, we created this, like, seven weeks ago. Like, what? How? What are we even going to talk about with this? So, yeah, just, you know... FYI, sometimes this pre-planning of all the shows doesn't work so well because it's like it doesn't actually follow the energy of where we are in our life, I guess, in a way. So today we're just going to have a conversation, you know, and kind of bring in some energies about this that is really relevant for us in our life. But it's not really so much about necessarily content or, you know, um, whatever. We're just having a conversation. That's what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Let's have a little chatty chat, shall we? But yeah. I think, you know, like as we as we were talking about what the hell we were going to talk about today, um, <laughs> I think that we discovered some places where it really is relevant, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like the, the idea of uh, more holier than now is really this idea of trying to find and live from the right answer as mm-hmm. opposed to living authentically. I mean, that Mm -hmm. really is the bottom line. And in this whole process, this whole eight-week program that we're doing on blowing things up, um, that's what we're really trying to get to, actually, is Mm -hmm. getting out of the rules, the, quote, external rules and constructs of society, religion, your family, whatever it is, and finding Mm -hmm. out what's actually authentic to you. And when we talk about, you know, blowing up relationship constructs or looking at 
you know, different forms of relationship or different forms of doing money. We're not saying that there's one right way to do it. We're saying, like, let's let's look at the constructs so that we can get underneath them so that we can actually see what's true for you, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. Therefore, there's 7.5 billion ways to live. And mm-hmm. and the spiritual override comes in when we're trying to find the right path, the right way, the right answer, the sure thing. And the sure thing is the ordered reality. The sure thing mm-hmm. is the construct reality. And the problem is, is it's not sure. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's no such thing. But we're looking mm-hmm. for it. And therein lies the disparity between you know, what's really going on in me and what's really true for me and what I'm actually pretending I am or pretending I want or showing up as in order for everyone else to think I'm living the right life. And I I can't think of anything that's been more hard on my body, more hard on my soul than trying to live that incongruently, trying to, Mm -hmm. like, do the right thing while having something essentially completely opposite as my truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really love Master Joseph's um, comment in the chat room. And if you guys aren't in the chat room, go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and click on the blue chat room button because we have a whole other conversation going on back here and you can ask questions and really be a part of the show and part of our producers that um, that are here in the chat room. But uh, Master Joseph says, what about living from authenticity but then expecting everyone else to live by your rules of authenticity also? <laughs> that, right? That's beautiful. That, yeah, that feels more like holier than thou to me. And I think that's absolutely true, right? Like it's a very interesting thing, you know, because we're talking about kind of religion and spirituality in a way, in a sense, but it's so much bigger than that. You know, it's like when I was LDS or Mormon, um, I expected everybody, I expected me to live uh, according to these rules and I expected others to live according to these rules too, you know. And then when I moved out of Mormonism and I went into spirituality, there was a time where I believed that, you know, my kind of truth about spirituality was also what other people should live by too and that the people in religions should really kind of like, you know, step the F up and get out of their religion so that it could get you a, you know, a broader spiritual energy. And that was me doing holier than thou to them, you know? Um, so I was doing the same thing to them as they were doing to me, you know? So yes, in, it's two parts. One is that, you know, you're living from your own authentic place, your own truth that you're not outsourcing, um, you know, your alignment and, and what's true for you and your life. Um, but also that you're not, um, putting that on anybody else, that everybody gets to choose, you know, what um, what expression is true for them. And that, you know, that's when we get into massive judgment and a lot of like control and manipulation and all kinds of shenanigans is when we're, number one, not, um, you know, abiding by our own truth. And number two, when we're trying to pull or push or put put that stuff on other people um, so that we can be in relationships with them, so that we can feel comfortable, so that we can feel like we're on the same page, you know, for a variety of reasons, right? Yeah, and, and what comes to me in that comment is what is authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Like auth- be, me living an authentic life, is very different than you living in your authentic life, mm-hmm. right? So if my my rules for authenticity, I'm putting it on you, that's actually inauthentic for you, 
Mm-hmm. Because yes. <laughs> by its very nature, right? Authenticity, the, the off of authenticity, the root of that means to author, right? It, mm-hmm. it is to create. To me, authenticity is really like to be creating myself moment to moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so for others, authenticity means, well, if I'm sad, I need to tell you I'm sad, right? And And that's one level of authenticity. So it's like there's so many different definitions of it too, right? So how can I possibly how can I possibly put my rule for authenticity on you because by its very nature that would make you inauthentic. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. and it's so crazy. It's like we have to have company. We want to know, we want to know, we want the sure thing. We want to do we want to find the right thing and then we want to tell everybody else that they need to do the right thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? So yeah. you know every yeah. So everywhere that we've like made our lives about um, agreement and alignment and resistance and reaction, and you're with me or you're against me, and let's find the right path and let's all get on the right path so we can all judge everybody who's not on the right path. Can we uncreate mm-hmm. destroy that place? Yes. Yes. Right. Wrong. Good. Bad. Fun. All night. Boy. Shorts and beyond. Wah. <laughs> and you know, I think it's really interesting because you know, in like it's it's been very interesting to be in a relationship with Megan for the last seven years because we're basically opposite in almost every single way, and so we have a daily and almost hourly opportunity to own our own authentic truth and not try to put that on the other person. Um, and it is very uncomfortable. And there has been many, 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 many. Many, 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 how many, many, many can we say times that, you know, like I want her to operate based on the way that I do things and how she wants me to operate based on the way she does things. She wants to, she wants freedom. She wants play. Um, she wants spontaneity. You know, I want structure. I want scaffolding. I want safety. Um, and so, you know, we value different things. And so, um, you know, it's been a very interesting dance that we're still in the process of choosing all the time of like, okay, I get to own my truth um, in this 10 seconds. This is what's true for me. This is what I'm available for. Okay, you can have your feelings about that. Um, I'm not going to take on your feelings about that. Um, we're going to see if there's some kind of and. We're going to see if there's some kind of way of being on the same page with this. And um, and if not, then what? You know, so... um I think it's really interesting, you know, that you do that we do this so much in relationship, but we also, you know, do it with family. Like I was just at Easter, you know, with my family. My family are all Mormon. Um and, you know, I there were moments in Easter where my mom was saying, "Hey, she's all about bringing everybody together and there's a lot of risks in our family. And so people don't talk to other people sometimes during the event, right? There's some people who avoid other family members because there's like bad blood or whatever. Right. And so my mom is this constant person of trying to bring us all together and like be the big happy family. And so at one point she asked me to go take a picture um, with some family members that I'm not in contact with that have actually um, blocked me and been really quite, um, mean to me um, for really no reason at all that I can determine and and I just looked at her and I said no mom no I'm not actually gonna go do that and she was just shocked she just was like looked at me and I'm like if you want to take a picture of me you can take a picture of me over by this um, 
you know, fireplace. Um, but no, I'm not going to pretend that we're some big happy family. And I'm not going to go fake it and be, you know, whatever in a picture with all of these people that actually won't even make eye contact with me or talk to me. So, you know, it happens a lot in family, too. You know, there's there's a lot of this that, you know, you get to lean into. And it was very brave choice for me to just say, hey, this isn't my truth in this moment. This is what I'm available for, you know, and that's the opportunity for all of us. Yeah, and like how many places do we quote unquote spiritually override that, right? It's like, yeah. and and also I want to point out that because I was thinking, you know, what would I do in that situation? And for me, it actually might be true for me to just go, yeah, I'll take a picture. What does that mean? That that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything to me. And I'd yeah. rather do that than deal with my mom, right? And and mm-hmm. that's actually I, that would be a more authentic choice for me than what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's the other thing about authenticity. Right. Is like, what is that for us? And only, you know, if you're running a spiritual override. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like um, uh, and it's like, how many times have we like, you know, it's like love and light. You know? and, mm-hmm. and it's like we've switched religion for metaphysics and this sort of everything's fine. And I even think to some degree, like. You know, even in access, right, sometimes I, I sense or feel people, like, doing the pot and pock as an override, right? Mm-hmm. As a, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'll just pot and pock that. When really, like, they're sad or they're, like, there's, like, this authentic energy coming up through their body that isn't actually being addressed or acknowledged in any kind of a real way. And so it's, like, what is that? Like, what, what, um, what will it, what does it take? to really know your truth, to really, like, kind of live in authenticity. Because for me, it's like, if I'm doing an override, then what I have done is I have to put a barrier up to something in order to do an override, which means then that I have to shut down some part of my own awareness of a situation, of what's happening in a particular moment. And so for me, like, the antidote to what we're talking about here is awareness. Like, what if you could really be aware of your choice in every 10 seconds? What if instead of looking for the right answer, you actually developed your awareness, your perceiving, your knowing, your ability to receive, your ability to live barriers down? What if that actually became more interesting than finding the right way, the safe way, um, that, you know, I realize, like, here's, like, a little confession. is like, I I really thought that doing healing work and, and being in consciousness work and all of that would make my life easier. Like, and, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to deal with messy feelings, and I would never get it wrong again. Like, I mm-hmm. really, I really realized that I had sort of overlaid my religious background of needing to have, find the right way and the right path on my metaphysical path, on my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. if I did enough sessions, if I went to enough classes, if I went to enough trainings, then I wouldn't have to deal with things like sadness and anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to, like, make mistakes. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And I, even sometimes I hear myself going, oh, yeah, the, I used to do that pattern or whatever, right? And it's like even sometimes, like, oh, good, because I'm doing this work, I now no longer have to deal with issues, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's, it's just kind of funny thing. And and 
it's also true that there's a whole lot of stuff that I actually don't have to deal with or I don't do anymore because of this path. But it's like when you do it to try to pretend that you don't have these things or to try to get out of being uncomfortable or to try to get out of like um, being messy, right? Then that's when that gap occurs. And I think that's when um, then we become sort of dissatisfied, like not happy, um, uh, like, oh, like, is this all there is? That kind of that kind of feeling is generally indicative that you're not living your real authentic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you're talking about awareness, but I also feel like the next step is allowance. You know, like there's an awareness piece, but then it's like an allowance of everybody gets to choose, you know, and I think that... I am in such a hardcore learning curve around allowance. It's ridiculous. Like the last four weeks of my life, I feel like I am just in that in that lesson times a godzillion of, you know, of allowance. Allowance for wherever I'm at. Allowance for wherever you're at. Allowance for wherever everybody else is at. Um, and not trying to kind of like change it or override it, or control it, or define it, or anything, just being in the energy of allowance and um, and wondering, getting curious about what's possible then, and, you know, what, what could be created from that place. Um, so I think that's a really important part of this, because if there's awareness but no allowance, then you fall into judgment, you know, like you, you, you can start to compare. You can start to um, say, you know, hey, this is my truth, and this this should be your truth, um, and it creates a huge separation um, in your own self, but also with others too. So, you know, I think that allowance piece is incredibly important. Well, yeah, because anytime you're in, you're trying to agree in a line or resist and react, you're looking for the right wrong of it, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. you're looking for the right path, something you can agree with, you're looking for the right answer, i.e., you're looking for a way to avoid anything messy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and resistance and reaction is the same thing. It's like saying, well, you know, how dare you do that? Because that's when somebody said in the chat room something about um, being a superior bitch, right? When Mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, hey, you should be living this way, I'm doing superior bitch, you know, Mm -hmm. which is another form of override. And that's, you're right. Like, I don't think you can have awareness without allowance, hon, because if you're you're aware of something but you're not in allowance, then you actually have dumbed your awareness again. And so I think that they have to be together. Like, I, I, I think that they can't not be together. And how do you get there, right? And how do you get to that place? of like okay and in and, and in particular for me like what i feel like is that allowance of yourself comes first because you can't really have allowance for other people in in totality if you're not really having allowance for yourself if you're not having allowance for your own messy day <laughs> or your you know whatever it is that is really going on with you at the at the center of things and like what if you know what if 
you were never wrong again? And what if no one else is ever wrong again? And what if there was no right answer and no right path? And what if you never, ever, ever did a wrong thing ever in your mm-hmm. whole life? And everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And I'd like to, after our break, I'd like to talk a little bit about the right, wrong thing because I feel like as we're talking, that's at the core of of this whole topic is, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get it right and trying to never be wrong. And maybe we could, like, do a little work to obliterate that when we come back <laughs> from the break. What do you think, Hunt? Cool. Think we can yeah, let's go? do it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back in a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome, Welcome back. back. To- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure whose turn it was. <laughs> we never know. We never know. It's all right. We'll just talk over each other. We usually do. So, <laughs> Welcome to our lives. Welcome <laughs> to our lives. Welcome to our shows. It's just always real with Megan and Suzanne. So maybe that's what our what our show should be called. Always real and raw. Um, <laughs> and not very clean and crisp. Pretty sloppy most of the time. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. And we're talking about... Um, 
allowance and awareness. And I really liked what Angie Phoenix Angie said in the chat room. She says, so I am hearing that allowance is the antidote for judgment and the supporting cornerstone of awareness. I think that's really an, a really nicely way to put that. She's very good with words. So, um, and you wanted to talk about right and wrong, because that's kind of at the base of this, is this paradigm on Earth called there is a right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And And most of us, are seeking that because we learned a long time ago that to have the right answer meant that we were part of the in crowd. Mm-hmm. And being part of the in crowd meant that we didn't get kicked out of the tribe and therefore we could survive. I mean, mm-hmm. if we got kicked out of the tribe, then we had no way to, we would die because we had no way to survive. And so there's this, whole, one of the reasons why we buy into cultural norms, family norms, religious norms, is because of this inherent sort of biology that says you have to fit into the tribe. And if you don't, you will die. And so we have made uh, looking for rightness and avoiding wrongness, like we have made it everything and, mm-hmm. instead of actually like living from creation. Living from Access has a in, in the Access Foundation, um, which by the way I want to do a really just quick plug um, for those of you who are in Access. I'm doing an Access Foundation in Salt Lake City the first weekend of May. I think it's the fifth, sixth, and seventh, and eighth, or something like that. And I'm super excited. It's going to be a great group. Um, but in the uh, Access Foundation class, which is the core class that kind of allows you to take all the other um, Access classes, does it uh, we start talk- on Thursday, Hunt? Does it start on Thursday? Yes. Yeah, so it's May 4th, May 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. And um, we'll put the Facebook um, link in the chat room, and if our producers could put it under the show for people who are listening in the future, that would be great. Cool. So So I just wanted to make sure people have access to the actual information. You never give them, like, the action step, darling. (laughs) I love you. I love you. That's, you don't give, that's good you to don't hear give you, them. Sweetie. I know you don't give them all the information so that they can actually look. <laughs> Interesting. So, anyway, mm-hmm. Interesting choice. So mm-hmm. in the in the Access Foundation, one of the tools that you learn is living in 10-second increments and the idea is is that choice any choice only has to last for 10 seconds and we we put so much pressure on ourselves to make the right choice and to avoid the wrong choice, right? And I like for those of us who are Mormon, right, we got our CTR rings, which means choose the right, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. everything I can't remember in primary, right, everything was about choosing the right, choosing the right. Like it just drilled into you, right? And mm-hmm. so there's this way for me that I have frozen around choices so much because I'm like, oh, my God, I got to make the right choice. I got to make the right choice. And I got to de- definitely avoid the wrong choice because then, you know, the – the um trap door opens up and I go way down to hell, you know, like, oh, which is like in my mind a sewer of some sort. I don't know what hell is. But anyway, that's kind of <laughs> the representation in my mind. And, you know, the the idea of, like, choose again, right? The idea that you could live your life in 10-second increments and go, okay, cool, I chose that. What did that create? 
You know, so having awareness of what something creates and whether something will create greater for you or not is way more powerful than trying to find the right or wrong choice. There's a lot of choices that I made that I wouldn't make again, not because they were the wrong choice, but because of what they generated and created in my world. And and so and and not saying necessarily that I would never ever choose it again because in a particular 10 second increment, a particular choice that may have not been a good choice for me 10 years ago, maybe a good choice for me now, given who I am and given what what I'm trying to achieve and what I'm trying to accomplish. And so the idea of like having that awareness, like in this 10 seconds, I if I choose this, will it create more for me, is way, 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 way more potent um, and and powerful than trying to find the right answer and the right choice because that's the other thing we do. If we actually choose what we think is the right choice, then we freaking hang on to that for dear life. You know, we'll go down with the damn Titanic if we think we made the right choice. And like, and it, and then we don't have that capacity to go. Okay, cool. That was a really good choice and created greater at this moment in my life. But right now, another choice is required. And so that's when you start surfing the universe. And that's when you start like, oh, wow, what else is possible? What else is possible? What can I do? What can I create? Who can I be? Like, and then you actually start surfing instead of like, like you know, kind of stuttering. And going, oh my God! Like I got to find the right way. I got to find the right path. And it, it just is so much more freedom. And I think that you know, more than anything else, right now, you and I are getting that lesson of choosing in ten second increments. And I think you, I would love to hear your perception because I know that initially, when you heard about the ten second choice thing, you were like, "That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not doing that." Yeah, I I couldn't honestly. I didn't even have a concept of it. I didn't even have an energy of it. Because, like, I have been such a structured person my whole life, you know what I mean? And not really even knowing that I was, in fact, you know, it was just something that, like, I adopted from this reality. Um, so it's so I really feel like the last, you know, probably six weeks, I've been living in so much 10-second increments. You know, it's just nuts. And it, it really is a feeling of almost floating it's almost a feeling of floating through my world because I don't even um, like a like like something in a water in the water, you know. And then I just like choose to go float over here, go float over there. It's a very interesting feeling. I've never experienced it before, um, and it's really scary. It feels really foreign. Um, but what I would say is that there's a lot of magic in that, but it's also created a lot of interesting dynamics because like you're not used to me being this way and so then in one moment I'm saying this and 10 seconds later I'm saying another thing and you're like what (laughs) you just said this and I'm like yes that was 10 seconds ago (laughs) so I think it's very much an edge for um for me to be in this energy and choose from this place but it's also really an edge been really an edge for you because you don't even know it almost brings up trust issues for you of like I can't trust what she says because she's just going to change her mind you know um so and I think that's why people don't live in that place you know what I mean it's like we are so 
married to definition. We're so married to a plan. Even if we think we're the most free-spirited person on the planet, you know, we're still really married to the idea of right and wrong. And I think that's, I want to do some clearing work on that. Like just this bottom line, fundamental need and requirement to live from right and wrong. Can we uncreate and destroy all of our oaths, vows, filties, communities, commitments, agreements, pacts, and binding and bonding contracts to that, our blueprint energies that are attached and connected to right and wrong? Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere that is our absolute default and that we cannot go beyond it. Um, that we cannot leave that paradigm because we live on earth. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, upon and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. One of the things that, um, another thing you will learn about in foundation, whatever that might come about for for you, is this idea, and it's also a big part of access consciousness, is this idea of distractor implants. Right, and it's like this. I, there's like all of these ways in which this reality functions that is actually not authentic or true, but it is what they. It's an, basically an implant. So, like fear is an implant. Um, uh, guilt is an implant. Anger and rage is an implant. Like jealousy is an implant. Like there's these all these things that we get plugged into that are part of this reality, but aren't actually actually part of who we are as beings, and mm-hmm. um, so the right and wrong game keeps you living in the distraction. It keeps you living in implants, and the, the whole function of implants is to not have choice. Like, the whole mm-hmm. reason for these implants, like, when you go into anger and rage, you leave choice. When mm-hmm. you go into shame, blame, regret, and guilt, you leave choice, right? And the right and wrong world it keeps us living from distraction rather than from choice. And that's why we're talking about living in 10-second increments here. Because when you live in moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment choice, that's when you're engaged in consciousness. Anytime you leave choice, you leave consciousness. So Mm -hmm. we're looking for the right answer, you leave consciousness. You're looking to not be wrong. You leave consciousness instead of like, hey, what can I choose here? What can what will create greater? And to choose it. And maybe it won't create greater, but you may not know until you choose it fully, right? Or or what that might create. And so that like living in choice is the antidote to living in the right or wrong world, right? And And the awareness and allowance is what allows us to then start playing with and dancing in choice and going, okay, cool, hmm, yeah, I chose that. <laughs> well, that, I don't really like that very much. Okay, what can I choose now? And and, mm-hmm. and the other part of living in 10-second increments, I think, is that you don't have time to belabor or judge your previous choice because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, next 10 seconds, next 10 seconds, now what, you know? And so, like, really dropping the stick that you're beating yourself up with for whatever choice you made or didn't make and going, okay, now what? Now what can I choose? And one of my Mm -hmm. very favorite questions um, that I like to play with is given everything that's occurring, what can I choose here? Because what Mm -hmm. we tend to do is we go, okay, this is happening. I don't like it. I want to get rid of it right away. And 
and or I have to wait till this thing is not in my life or it goes away and then I can choose, right? So there's this whole thing of when something is uncomfortable, we want to overwrite it in some form or another or get rid of it rather than including it and going, okay, given that this is occurring, what choices do I have? Because we always, always have choice. Right? Instead of overriding it, pretending it's not occurring, or trying to get rid of it, or judging ourselves that it's in this space, it's like, given that this is what is, what can I choose? What can you choose? What and, you know, you I, wanted, I wanted to mention in this moment, because we were talking about implants. Um, you know, and guilt and shame is an implant. And so I, I wanted to talk, I mean, it's a little bit off topic, but it's not. Like I'm um, having a telecall on May 1st called Be Free of Mommy Guilt. And um, I've been really stepping into being a parent in this 10 seconds. And actually, I did a whole process, a whole fire ceremony um, with my sister Lori in letting go of mom and letting go of the definition and um, and responsibility and burden of mom. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited about this telecall. It's May first. Um, it's at 11 a.m. It's 90 minutes. It's only 35 bucks. Um, and we're going to be um, are you really kidding clearing. me? Yeah, it's only 35. Is it really dollars. that cheap? Yeah, it really is. And we're we're going to be clearing a lot of that guilt. Like it's a, it is a collective consciousness mommy guilt. That like the moment you get pregnant, or the moment you give birth, you're in a collective consciousness of now I have to be guilty for my choices around motherhood. And so, you know, in this like, you know, I have my youngest is 16, she still lives with me, and I'm very much a radically different parent to her than I was my other kids and it changes all the time and we have conversations and shifts all the time around parenting and it does not look like a normal parent-child relationship and you know there's been lots of moments where I've questioned myself or thought you know I should be or you know maybe I should feel guilty about this um, but I don't because it's what's actually true for me and what we can create and choose together. And so I want to share a lot of those, my experiences of 23 years of parenting and really coming to a place of clarity and freedom around me as a mother and, um, you know, letting go of the mommy guilt and what would that create for our world um, if there was no mommy guilt? Are you kidding me? Can you imagine the, the way that parenting could change, the way that motherhood could change, the way that women's self-esteem could change if there was even 1% less of mommy guilt, which is not even true. It's not even real. So that's my soapbox about mommy guilt and the implant of guilt and living in 10-second increments as a parent as a mother, and as a mother. Well, and I just want to make a plug since I'm not a parent from just like my years of, of doing, you know, healing work with people and, and trauma work with people, like the impact of you having guilt about your parenting on your child is enormous because your child takes on that guilt. Your child takes on that they're a burden. Their child, your child takes on that they were never good enough for you or whatever. It's like, it's like, it's like this sort of insipid energy that's not real that we just keep passing down. And passing it down and passing it down. And again, it doesn't allow choice. It takes mm -hmm. you out of choice. 
And I love watching you sort of flow and dance with, you know, raising your last child. And, like, we are in this total, like, radically different universe, you and I, and you just keep telling her, this is where things are right now. What do you need? You know, like, and, and like, you guys, like, almost like, she's almost like meeting you almost as, uh, not as an adult per se, but as, like, an equal and you're mm-hmm. choosing together how she how she needs to be stewarded. And it's mm-hmm. really beautiful to see that. And it's like when you get out, of, again, mommy guilt comes from what's the right way to parent? What's the wrong mm-hmm. way to parent, right? And then, mm-hmm. if, and then all of the implants that go along with that. And um, then it's like when you get out of that, then you actually just get to be with your child, and go, okay, what's going to work? What can we co-create together? And and I mm-hmm. think that's true in, like, relationships, in business. You know, if you get out of the right way to do anything, then you can actually commune with that thing and find out the way that that's actually going to flourish as opposed to some system or some format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're all over the place today. It's awesome. And you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. And we're going on our second break, but we'll be back for more Who Knows What because we're living in every 10 seconds right now. (laughs) Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Do you love life and all things weird? (laughs) Hello. 
Hello. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so one of the things that I was um uh, I was just kind of looking through some of my notes on some of this stuff. And um am I still on live? Mm-hmm. Okay. I everything went everything just went like quiet and I was like, Oh my gosh, did I get booted off? Um <laughs> So um, one of the things that I was looking through my notes here is it said that um, you can have joy or you can have judgment. But as soon as you go into judgment, you leave joy, right? And I was thinking about that in terms of this whole conversation because it really is like right and wrong is just a judgment. That's all it is. And so, um, yeah, and it's like where have we made that we're, we made judgment and right and wrong more vital than joy, more vital than creation, more vital than aliveness. Everything that is times a gazillion, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. What will it take for us to live in the joy of our being and to give up judgment in totality? This is a question that I wrote down um, in my notes. What will it take for us to live in the joy of our being and give up judgment in totality and everything that doesn't allow us to give up judgment in totality to give up right and wrong in totality can we uncreate and destroy that please yeah yeah right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boy shirts and beyonds so do you want to address the chat room because they're talking a lot about emotions and you know kind of how they play into our human experience and um do you want to talk about that um yeah i I think that I've I have come a long way in that. Like you know, um, in the early years I had of my healing, I had denied my emotions so thoroughly that I was in constant spiritual override. Like mm-hmm. I was like everything's fine, everything's fine. Meanwhile, my body was like just like filled with all these unexpressed, unacknowledged emotion, and there was this huge split between. I wasn't even anywhere near my body, and so. In the early years, I went through things like rapid eye, pounding pillows, primal therapy, and it was really great because I got to see, hey, I can be angry and it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I have sadness and it's okay. You know, today's today's Monday and it's 10 o'clock and I feel sad. Like, just what is, is. But then what I realized in, um, and then moving into the Hendrix work, and they're very much feeling-based and feeling-centered and like, you know, like, just be with the feelings and feel the feelings and all of that, which was really great too because it allowed me more ease with the fluidity of feelings running through my body. And so Mm -hmm. the thing about it is with with this idea of feelings is that I think it's an evolution, meaning that like... You know, at a certain point, it was super important for me to go through and feel rage in my body because I was so Mm -hmm. unwilling to have it. So, like, Mm -hmm. as an infinite being, we are all things. We are all experiences. We are all energies. But what happened was then I, I noticed that people who were doing feeling work tended to get stuck in the feelings. And they tended to swirly-whirly around in the feelings. Like, I, (laughs) I have friends that are like, how are you today? I'm sad. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> no, I'm just really sad right now. You know, and mm-hmm. so they made their feelings significant. And that's, I think, where we get into trouble is when we make the feelings significant, right? 
And then in in my work in Access Consciousness, I realized that so much of what I had been calling authentic feelings was simply an implant. Like mm-hmm. rage is an implant. Anger is actually more connected to potency, right? But rage is an mm-hmm. implant. Fear is an implant. Blame is an implant. Guilt is an implant. It's not real, but we actually have bought them as real. So they do feel real in our body. It's not about ignoring them or pretending they're not there. It's just going, okay, what awareness is this that I have been refusing? Instead mm-hmm. of going into this sort of three-day process in your feelings, you know, you might go, okay, I feel sad. I, I'm having grief. Like I, I had a, a childhood memory triggered late last night um, that I had never been aware of before. And like my body just released through like tears, like just kind of spontaneous combustion, like poof. Right. But it was like, and I'm like, okay, like, what is this? What is this? And as I kept asking that more and more awareness came and then my body ended up kind of unraveling it through the night. But it was like, I didn't wallow. I didn't like hang out in this big, like, oh my gosh, this happened to me, whatever. It was just like aware, um, a little bit of feeling and I moved on. And so I think that really where I am right now and in access consciousness, they talk about feelings being the lower harmonics of awareness, which means that in lieu of us developing and what access calls awareness is being like knowing, perceiving and receiving. So if I've developed those four things, then I can tap all kinds of awarenesses without actually having to take myself through the ringer of emotion. And if I am in emotion, it's not about judging it. It's not about making it wrong. It's about going, okay, what awareness is this that I've been refusing? And it may require like you to breathe and, and you know allow that energy to come through for a couple of minutes or whatever, but like to not make it significant to not have it be the thing that chooses your life. Most people are living their life based on their feelings, which most of the feelings actually aren't real or are based are based on points of view and story that are not real, that you've made up based on the right, wrong universe. And like, you know, it's like you get up today, it's like, okay, you have work to do, but you don't feel like it. Like you said you were going to go to the gym, but you don't feel like it. You know, and so it's like, what what I see, and I've done it, I, I've totally, totally given over my power of choice to feeling. And that's the bottom line of this whole conversation is that are you actually at choice in your feeling? Because you do have mm-hmm. choice about your feeling. Mm-hmm. How was that? Was that a good overall? Yes. Did I miss something? Would you add something? Good job, Megan. Good job. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, yeah, and I do think that there's this way that the emotion runs the show. Um, and, you know, and that that's kind of a dangerous thing because then you don't actually have your perceiving, you don't have your knowing, um, you're just in in an emotion. And that runs people. Um, so, you know, they're important because they think they speak to, you know, um, speak to lessons and speak to things going on in our world. So I don't, I don't like consider emotions. I, I like emotions. I've, you know, but it's also not being controlled by your emotions and not making them the real thing. And, um, you know, I tend to dive into the emotion and then believe the story that comes from the emotion. Um, and kind of like where Megan, I would say that you kind of do more override. 
um, more spiritual override. I do more intensely um, feeling into it and having my life be run by that. Um, and either either way is actually not um, the most kind of authentic expression. You know, it's it's definitely the align and agree and resist and react. And so you're not in this neutral place, um, and it doesn't. It it's not really aligned. It doesn't feel, um, it doesn't work, you know, for your life. So, um, and I think it's an ongoing, uh, an ongoing process that all of us are in, you know, because it's a dance. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that that more and more and more, I'm really getting that the emotion really takes it takes you to a lower frequency a lot of times if especially if you stay in it or believe the story or whatever and like the like learning how to move the energy without like the you know it's like uh master joseph said like you know i have this thing that i should feel sad about this so i feel sad right the self judgment is like oh this is a you know it's like how often do we do that like somebody dies well i should feel sad about that Right. Well, you might not feel sad about that or whatever. Um, so, again, it's that living in 10 second increments and going, OK, well, we'll create greater. Like there's definitely times that um, I know that just sitting there and going, just feeling the sadness and letting it come up and letting it move through is what's required. And other times it's like, OK, like what's actually going on right now? Like what lie am I buying? You know, mm-hmm. what point of view is creating this? And to be a little bit more proactive and a little bit more accountable and to really go into what awareness is this? Because, like, the body, basically the body is always giving us signals. It's talking to us all the time. And it has, it has, it doesn't have language, right? So what does it have? It has, it's, it has pain. It has sensory. It has, um, uh, like, the sensations. And it has feeling. So... If you're willing to listen to your body, if you're willing to get the awareness that your body is communicating with you moment to moment, you will have less um, you'll have less reason to have to swirl around in the emotion because the emotion is basically the body's been trying to give you a message for a bit and you haven't been listening. <sighs> so we could talk about this forever, but our show ends in ten seconds. Oh my gosh! So come oh my back gosh. next week, okay? Because yeah, we're going to talk about clearing your up. crap. Yeah, we're clearing your crap on creativity and creation. So come back oh, next week cool. if you want to be creative. All right? All right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.